Hey, hey, what's up? We are on the Big Bang Show. We got Avaya. Hey. Marty in the Big Bang. What's up? You good? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Um, so I'm really happy to have you on the show. Today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, that's your second time, third time in New York City? Yeah, it's between two and three times, but no other time feels quite like this time. Yeah? yeah. Why? Tell me. Uh, because I'm living my dream right now here. Like the previous times I came was maybe for a one-off thing. Mm. You know, maybe you went to a nice food place. But t today and yesterday has been a lot of press, a lot of like educating, I guess, people on who I am. And that for me is a dream. And to be able to do it in New York, the, the, the hub of hip hop, what I do is absolutely amazing. Yeah, because you're from Toronto. From Toronto, yeah. Yep. And... um So we're pre-recording the interview now. We're gonna, and you're gonna have a show in the Mercury, Mercury Lounge. Yes, on February twentieth. Yeah, on, yep. the, on the on Thursday. So I don't know when this pre-recorded is gonna drop, but a couple uh, of days after. After that, yeah. All right. So once people hear this, they will know that I've already played at Mercury Lounge. But I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, and yeah. you're gonna, and then you go to Montreal. Montreal the day after that, and then two days after that, I'm in Oakland, and then I'm in LA for a week. And then I go to Victoria, back in Canada, to play a show nice. in BC. And then I go back to LA. And then I go home for, oops. And then I go home for a bit. And then more shows. Yo. It's a good run. It's I a, like that. I, I like, like the energy. I like your energy. You got a good energy, you know? Yeah, it's so energetic that I'm hitting the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're going to talk about um, 13th Floor. Yes. The album. But first, you know, we always start with uh, three classic questions. Mm. If Avaya was a book, what book you'll be? Whoa. Damn, these type of questions be hard. If Avaya was a book. Yeah, you got five seconds. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'd be some sort of, I don't know, like one of those Dr. Seuss books that rhymes because I'm a rapper. <laughs> that's, all I got for, that's all I got for you right now, bro. Or some sort of like, uh, some sort of like autobiography on like a prestigious black woman that I hope to be like. Nice. Mm -hmm. Or you are, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, but you feel like a good, you know. I feel, I'm feel like I'm moving in that direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. at least that direction. <laughs> the, at least you have to work every day on this. Yes, that means you're in the good direction. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, if Avaya was um, what a movie? What movie would it be? Law Abiding Citizen hmm. with Denzel. Mm hmm. Because I do what I got to do for the people I love yeah. and the things I love. Yo, Denzel, man, my favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing um, actor. And if Avaya was a food, what food would it be? I think I would be I don't know something that's savory and sweet some sort of some sort of some sort of mix that's sweet but also kind of fiery I can't think of a fruit that mango with a yeah mango or kiwi or pineapple with something with the how we say it? I forgot the name. Maybe like stuff. some cayenne pepper on top. Yeah, <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I yeah. like that. Yo, I'm gonna play your. Uh, gonna play a track right now, and I I know it's a special track for you. Yes. I mean, a special yes. artist. Okay, that's why you asked that question earlier. <laughs> yeah, we were talking before, you know. That thing, that thing, that thing. Yeah, hey. that's Lauren right here. Yeah. Do Now tell me why why it's so important for you. I think Lauren Hill represented something that you didn't see a lot of growing up, and so mm. seeing a dark-skinned black woman with dreads mm. who raps, sings, and plays the guitar, I, 
I do all of those things now and I think nice. that it would and I listened to her music growing up and the Fugees I think it would be impossible to not recognize the influence that maybe I didn't realize was penetrating so much when I was younger um, I think the representation of the reality of it being possible mm-hmm. and having somebody like Lauren Hill you know be on those big stages like she was at a point like kind of the only one that was doing all of those things that was able yep. to cross over the rap world but also the the, the r&b singing world but then also the like the musicality world so like th- there wasn't these these negative stigmas of the association because it was so versatile which mm-hmm. i find is something that may be in line with kind of what i do and i just think i'm i've been super inspired by her ability to transcend those walls of that people compartmentalize of what you're allowed to do especially back then you know like it's much easier now so yeah i just think she was definitely like setting that precedent for me to know it's possible Mm. and i got this track as well oh song hot in here (laughs) (laughs) yeah my first song ever that i recorded was what was that beat grills yeah i found the instrumental probably on limewire or something and the first song that i ever like recorded Mm. that i was like proud of was on that instrumental so like it was just the era like there was just that whole era murphy lee as i was saying earlier nelly the whole movement and then just hits like so many hits every song was a hit the videos were curated everything just made sense i think the artists that have inspired me the most growing up were the artists that that really curated an experience that you felt like you were in like 50 cent like i was saying before too yeah. like 20 21 questions and get richard die trying that whole movement for me as someone who didn't obviously didn't grow up in new york and didn't i didn't grow up in certain like hard areas and i've never been shot at or anything <laughs> i was able to relate to that yeah. album yeah. somehow and it was because of the way he told the stories the way that he marketed the brand the, it, everything just made sense and so when I, I think the reason i gravitated towards those artists is because it was something that I felt I I related to and it's taught me how to be a strong songwriter now and to teach people stories that they don't have to relate to to enjoy. Yo, I want to play music from you. I want to play Blame. Yeah, let's do it. You, you produced this one as well? So Blame is actually produced by my little brother, Mighty Prince, who okay. is super talented. But there's a second half of Blame and I produced the second half. Okay. Yeah. Let's play that. Hey. Yo, that's on 13th floor. You dropped the video too for this one? Yeah, this one came out last year. Yeah, the video is crazy too. Thank you. I like that. Who, who shot the video? Uh, it's a guy named Adiyemi and Shanik T. And they worked with a guy, Lorenzo Calacato. Those three guys did my first four videos from this album. Amazing guys. Okay. And like, for not a lot of money, like they should have charged me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they should have charged me more. With what okay. they gave me, man, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, Let's talk, let's talk about the, the album, 13th Floor. Yeah. Um, how was it to make this? It was like, did you expect like this, the feedback you had on this one and the tour coming and all this stuff? I definitely now? did not. You know what's crazy is um, my fifth project was called Flower City. And a lot of things that happened in 2016 where I started to believe in myself a little bit more. My goal was to put out a project because I did this cypher with uh, Team Backpack. Um, oh, for real? Yeah. When? Um, in 2016, they did a, a, a cypher and it was like, it went pretty viral on their Facebook page. Yo. And I actually got invited. out. one of the times I came to, I think it was Brooklyn. I, used to, I was there. You were there. Okay, so I was there. 
That's crazy. That's wild. And that was 2016, the summer of 2016. Yeah, and I was there. I came, you know, because I I was doing an event with Team Backpack too. I was oh, wow. I was like cool with Team Backpack at this time. Too. That's yeah, yeah. crazy. So that's cool. I'm glad I mentioned the story then because for me, my mindset shifted. I got invited to be a part of this cypher mm. and I was a female was a female artist i'm a female artist and they wanted to do a female cypher mm. so they asked me they were like we're not going to give you any details other than this is the production and it's on this day and i was like man like i my work says i gotta work that day and they were like you should come and i remember i was just like all right let me see if i could and i did what i could and the cypher was really cool it was just it just was a dope vibe like mm. all of us slayed the beat and like we never we met each other that day like it was just a, a cool vibe when it dropped it dropped on international women's day on facebook with team backpack and it mm. i think the combination of the day it dropped what we were doing in the video the fact that it was team like it just went viral yeah and i remember they like chopped up the verses and posted each individual verse with some cool caption and mine was like something like she's a beast you know <laughs> and i got a million views in three days wow and two million views in a month so that was something i'd never seen so my mind was like yo like i gotta like take this seriously and so i ended up being invited to do a cypher um out, off of the strength of that mm. at the team backpack event it was like called mooney muni something something m-u-n-y was their promo i was at this one you were at that, that one was, yeah the big show right it in was a, a big show in, in this like big, almost warehouse looking room yeah, with a in, stage like, deep in brooklyn yeah yeah, yeah and like there. that makes sense that you were there because we yeah. in brooklyn so yeah it was really cool that was like the last time i'd been to new york that's funny and man. i was in and out and i remember it was cool like i remember twister was like yeah, in my I mean, house and he like he was like in the house we were staying in and he was like yo keep keep it keep it going and that was like my little taste you know nice. and um after that experience I really grinded out this this uh, project called Flower City, and my goal with it was to reinvent, not to reinvent myself, but I was worried that the cipher would be the last thing you could reference about mm. me. I was really worried that that was going to be the biggest thing I ever did, and people would be like, "Oh, that's the girl that did that thing five years ago." I was just really like, "You are, like, what have you done for me lately?" Is the society we live in, yeah. and so I was like, "I gotta one this up," and I was also getting a lot of attention from it. Mm. So I was like, "I gotta take this attention and convert it to real fans." So I made this project called Flower City. And I set these goals. I was like, I want a booking agent. I want management. I want real fans. I, and like, and I really like worked that project. And I ended up developing all of that out of the strength of that project. I, I got a booking agent who introduced me to my now management. Who it just grew. And I remember the day that we knew we were going to work on a new record. I got a grant. Um, Canada, we have granting like funding basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and you can apply for money oh, nice. to be a creator and that's one thing i think they don't really have much in the states but in canada nah, if you canadian man take advantage of that <laughs> because the, not everybody the, has the liberty the of french side right here facts facts <laughs> you know french, french in france we got a lot of help from the state yeah yeah and yeah. and one of my main producers he's from france so mm. i i know that from like his side i'm actually gonna see him in montreal when i go but yeah we took mad advantage of it and we got probably the biggest grant that i got at that time and it was mm. on my birthday and it was just like we're gonna work on a new album and yeah. i and and it just i all that to say like there was this long process of working towards these things but i still didn't know what was gonna happen yeah. when i put the album out i'm working with new management i'm working with a booking agent i've never worked with these people before they were interested in what i had done with flower city but they they could see that i was like i was Like, I had a lot of potential, but that was the word I kept hearing. They're like, man, so much potential. And I remember I was like, damn, I hope I could reach more than potential with you guys <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't know what you see and what you don't see yet. But there was enough that they saw that they stayed invested. And they're like, it's your live show. Your live show is crazy, you know, mm -hmm. and your album's got to match your live show. And I remember 
just having no idea what was going to happen, but really trying to just tap into who I was. They just, everybody around me at that time was encouraging me. They're like, do what you do to take risks, you know? And, and I just did that. I had no idea how it was going to wow. go, how much it was going to be received. I was nervous. I've never talked oh, as much about amazing, being a though. black woman that raps and all these things as that album. And I felt it was the most, probably the most controversial. It's not controversial, but probably the most like not politically light album mm. that I've ever done. And it got the most recognition. So it's crazy sometimes how like the things you really got to say, you just got to say them. And yeah, you have to be yourself. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful story, though. Yeah. And very inspiring, too, you know, for Thank all the you. people, you know, who may be struggling right now. They're like, oh, I'm going to quit rap. And blah, blah. You, like you said, I think you never know. You don't know. And I think as long as you're continuing to manifest, like try to manifest opportunities for yourself. Mm. And, and I think a big thing is believing in yourself. Because before that cypher, when, when I got a million views, I didn't believe in my... I, I knew that I didn't believe in myself when I saw how I was reacting to it. I was so shocked. I was so, I couldn't fathom the concept that people cared that much about me. And that taught me that I didn't believe in myself because like I was, I was sh obviously it should be shocked, but I was so shocked to the degree of, I didn't think this would ever happen. Like I couldn't even see it. And I realized I was holding myself back before that and that's why my my work ethic the grind changed at that time was because my mind changed when people were recognizing who i was in the street and stuff like that that's what it took for me to believe in myself a million views so then when, when i talk to people like when i used to work at, in a music retail shop and just any mm -hmm. anybody i can chat with i always try to tell them that mind shift story only because i don't want them to have to wait for a million views on the video to yeah. think that they could do it because that that video is not the reason i'm here it, but the mindset that went with that i think that that's, that's the reason process. i'm here yeah I facts. Think that's a process and i think that's good too because you're gonna have people sometimes they go too fast they think they, they are the best but they're not the best right and yet. i think just take oh, your time with it yeah. you know i don't say this to say be over presumptuous but just believe in yourself believe in yourself. you know for a little example of not believing in yourself is when you book a show for yourself are you inviting people out are you i used to get a show and then feel like uh, inviting people was like too much because yeah, they're yeah. gonna feel obligated to come so i would like minimize how many times i would and it's like those things mean that you don't think that somebody should take two hours out of their day to come see you mm -hmm, live mm -hmm, and that is a belief thing so yeah no i believe that i see that and i'm glad you you found you know this because I think there's different stage, you know, mm -hmm. in life. It's not even in music. I think it's in life, though. I agree. Because sometimes it's just like people, they don't find this path, you know, how I can be myself and be successful. Yeah. it. I love what you said about it being more life than music. I think that yeah, that musical thing changed how I saw life. And I'm even learning now, like... It's it's definitely life because there's also these constructs of what life is supposed to look like yeah, and yeah, we like yeah. kind of fall into that square yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. put in and then that kind of restricts us taking those risks or being ourselves because we're like oh but it doesn't fit in the, the four walls that have been set for me so I'm just not gonna you know sometimes it's just like really yeah it's, it's hard to say like that how do you manifest the right thought process I don't know like it's not something that you can say it's different for everyone mm -hmm. but I do think it is more life than music yep I'm on, I'm gonna play um, my third track on this on this album, Thirteenth Floor. Name of this track is Waves, featuring Sean Leon. Hey, it's good. It's good pronunciation. Perfect. Oh wow. Yeah, I love this track though. Thank you. Yeah. This one, it's a quick shout out. This one was produced by. This is a crazy story too, but it's a quick one. I produced this song 
like in like 2015 or something and it was a completely it was the exact same beat but it just wasn't as saucy mm. then i sent it to my boy young dreads who i met through the team backpack cypher he's he moved from france to montreal um in the year that we met online we met through oh, the cypher wow. he hit me up he sent me a beat pack i checked out the beat pack i liked only one beat like really liked one beat so i was like yo i like this one we built a rapport and then once we already had a relationship I sent Young Dreads that beat from 2015. I was like, yo, I like this beat. Mm. Could you like make it stronger? So then he like reproduced it and made it saucier. But it still wasn't quite where we wanted it. And then when I was in studio, Toolman from A Tribe Called Red, he flipped it a third time and then it became that. So it's like three yeah. people on the beat and it like existed for like four years. But it only got saucy in the last, like the you know, the very end. Yeah, I like that though, for real, for real. I yeah. like the Afrobeats influence too. Like, yes. I can, even on the album, you can hear the influence of the Afrobeats. Yeah, try to put those drums in is there it, a bit. Is it big like in uh, can, uh, huge. Canada? Okay. Afrobeats is huge where I'm from. Yeah. Huge. Like, if you go to a party in Toronto and they start playing hip hop, people are going to walk out. Like unless it's a hip hop show or yeah. a hip hop concert or like, something. Like if it's a dance party, Afro beats, reggae, so like it's not they don't really dance to like hip hop. I don't know if, if it's different but uh here, but in Toronto, Afro beats and yeah. in, in dance hall and that's the wave. No, that's funny because in France it's the same. Like Afro beats is huge. Yeah. And I think New York is starting on Afro beats. Mm. I mean, you could could you speak to that, Sean? Super slow. Super slow. <laughs> Now you can hear like some Afro beats on Hot 97 now. Like, If they're know, starting to pick up. One, two tracks here and there, you know. I remember like there would be like tracks like Dutty Wine by Tony Mataran that was so big. And then like five years later, I was like, oh, they're playing it at this New York party. They would be yeah, super yeah. outdated to us. But and the same, the opposite happens with hip hop too with, with us. Like we get it late and we don't really know what to do with it the mm, same way sometimes in Toronto. Funny. But yeah. That's dope. I got another track to play. And you told me that you just dropped the video as well. Yeah. That's, uh, we just dropped uh, this track smoke it yes, features uh, smoke another feature. young guy claremont the second he's he's dope um and uh yeah we just dropped that single today it was shot by combo bravo is the production team and uh they came they came we came together put our heads together and came up with this nice. really stunning visual yo you should you know you should you, should, you could host like a radio show you're really good at this too do you think so yeah how well, you can you rap we should switch roles for a second I don't know. I I you I look like produce. you can rap. I produce. Oh, you produce? Yeah. Most DJs produce, so that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really rap. You no, you, so you just pr provide the sauce. You yeah, don't. Yeah. You don't add. I can it. give you some French words here and there. You know, for the. Okay. For the. Do you flow. produce a lot? Yeah. Oh, we'll connect after the interview. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Dope. That's some vibes right here, Avia Mighty. Yes. On the Big Bang Show, that was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having um, me. I got three more questions. Quick, quick. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> One word, what's your definition of hip-hop? Culture. Okay, what's your definition of happiness? Self-love. And 13th floor, how you can resume the, uh, you know, sum up the album in, in one word? Important. Okay, I like that. This is the first beat I ever rapped on Yo, and you, recorded it. You want to spit some bars? I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Oh, spit something right now? Okay. I thought I wasn't going to have to do this twice no, today. It's up to you, bro. Nah, I'll spit. I'll spit. This is. Sorry. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Bass with a vocal. That keeps me hydrated. 
I'm in my zone, you can see it's vibrating. Sitting in a smoke haze, getting on the sippy and go gates. We sipping on liquor with no chase. We growing, we cut up our old braids. But don't even look at me funny. I use my fist if you look, it's sideways-ish. Huh? I'll be shit for you if you pushing my patience. Started off with foreplay, then we go my wrist to your nose breaks. Dig into the pits of your bone frame. My miss will leave you with a blown brain. It's like I use propane. I give you a tickle to this, I'm like so plain. Uh, you get hit and listen to this, I'm like soul train. Uh, I'm leaving you lit like you sniffing up. Uh, don't listen to the finish, doesn't have no bass. Nah, 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 I got my bass loud, volume up. I don't give a fuck, yeah. Out of all the girls you know, I'm the realest one, yeah. Okay. I'ma do it till I'm done, yeah. <laughs> and I'ma do it cause it's fun, hey. <laughs> Yo, I put you, I really put you on this spot on yeah. this one, bro. You rap, rap for real, for real, man. Try it. Run of rappers for you. The studio is thank full, man. You, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And the, I hope everybody knows the aesthetic in this room is super dope. Like, thank you. That's the vibes. That's how the team thank works. Thank you, though. Yo, thank you so much. Thank you. What's happening, fool? This is Lamar Davis coming straight out of Los Santos, GTA 5. And we on the Big Bang Show. And I stole a car to get here. <laughs>